Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is such a thrill to be back. December 6th, episode number 205 of the Turin Giants podcast. We have Dash, Dave, and a special guest. I, know, I, I keep calling you guests, but you're, you're pretty much part of the crew. Adam Digby, everyone. It's so good hey, to have everyone. you on, man. You all good? All good, man. There's, there's lots to talk about, and we caught you at a, at a late hour, so we appreciate you... Um, uh, ditching the family and spending some time with a uh, with your favorite Juventini. Um, obviously, lots to talk about. Dave Dash, you guys have been doing a hello job on YouTube, and you should you guys should have Adam on too. We we did. I think we had him for the uh, the Spezia match uh, when he was available. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was one of our very first episodes. So yes, thank you, Adam, for doing that. That was great. Um, I had no idea what was going on back then. So thanks for helping out. <laughs> it was it was definitely no worries, good to huh? have somebody some clout uh, to to make me look. I don't know, somewhat respectable. I I know I haven't what? necessarily worked on that since. Yeah, oh, I I I just real sorry. I just realized I didn't introduce myself. It's been a while. I'm Farhad. I'm the host that loves you most. And it's really, really good to be back. Sorry, Dash. Go ahead. No, no it's funny because, uh, you know, the funny thing is about the last time we had Adam on, we were talking about um, how there's a potential resurgence for Sandro and Quinzanelli. He made the Brazilian World Cup team. I'm not saying that we called it here first, but we might have. <laughs> <laughs> we might have. Even before his own mum believed it, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Good, good pullback from that one because that's going back. Was it August or it was early, August. early September? Yeah, yeah. Late August, early Very September. Early, yeah. Yeah, we we do well, that though. Well, there's obviously lots to talk about. Uh, we we don't want to waste Adam's time because he's clearly here for for one reason is to explain what is going on at Juve right now. It's been about a week or so. I didn't want to record the, the the episode right away. We just wanted to um, kind of see how things play out, and it's in full swing. Um, the 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 situation, obviously, Agnelli resigned, Nedved, and lots of finger pointing and now we're hearing the word wiretaps kind of is not sitting well with me when it comes to talking about my favorite football team so uh adam how um uh, kids uh earmuffs if, if you if you're listening with kids i'm just gonna say a bad word right now uh adam how fucked are we <laughs> on a scale of one to ten probably about a seven all right, that's I, that's pretty. I fun. would say it's not full on Calciopoli eleven, but it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's certainly not it, great, right? So, is that an adjustable seven or a solid seven? I, it's it's Italy, man. It's an adjustable seven with seventeen different levels of appeal. One of the one of the best one liners from my favorite movie, Snatch. Are we proper fucked? <laughs> not, not, not quite. I think we. There's certain, definitely people trying to push it that way. Um, so, yeah. so Serie B is not in our future. This is a strictly financial uh, discrepancy, right? It, it seems more like it. There's been some talk of if Juve's um, under-the-table agreements allowed them to register for the season, then that would see them demoted. And that's what happened to Kievo. Um, but... <laughs> Juve are rich, like for all the the losses on their accounts and all of that, Juve are very financially stable because of their ownership. So they were always going to be fine to register. It, it just seems like a complete... Um, it, it just seems that the, the issue, and it, not to downplay it in any way, but it seems like the issue is purely because Juve are listed on the stock market and therefore subject to all the scrutiny and um, regulations that come with that. You may not know the answer to that, but how long have we been on a, uh, like a publicly traded uh, company? A, a long time. Um, right back to the um, late 90s, early 2000s, because Colonel oh. Gaddafi owned 7.5% of Juve. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just not really good at this PR thing. It's like... Yeah, no. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, um, I'm just going to look now, and unsurprisingly, Juve's stock price is down from yesterday. No, currently, no, currently really? to that point two six euros per share. Good oh, time a, to buy, man. I was going to say that's almost the same as they were in 2016. Same, roughly around the same stock price now. 
Wait, wait until Alex Del Piero comes back. Those hey guys, will yeah, shoot by, up. By, by Juve uh, to the moon, it's going to be the next GameStop stock, everyone. <laughs> Juve to the moon, everybody. Yeah, yeah that, oh, that yeah. was the thing that always made me laugh with, the, with part of this is um, everybody saying about Juve being up for sale. It's like, yeah, the first thing you do when your stock market goes in the toilet is sell the club, you know, when it's lowest price it's been in 20 years. That's what. That's when I'm going to sell it. We've owned it for a hundred years, but I'll sell it. You know, when uh, when the stock price um, is the lowest it's been. Well, I I want to mention Agnelli and well more more Agnelli than Nedved. You know, you can make statements about, and rightfully so, that the ultras have been driven out. The atmosphere is not the same. Very strict sort of corporate mindset. Uh, the stadium has been empty for last couple of seasons. But I don't know. I, it's a shame it ended like this for Agnelli. He's, he did make a few correct moves that, that brought us back to, I mean, world fame again. We were 2016 and a, a Cardiff final. Juve was on everyone's minds after being absent for a few years. You know, you can't. It's a shame. I mean, it's, it, it had to be done. But what are your thoughts about Agnelli's departure and, you know, such a name uh, being tarnished? It's really difficult because I really like the guy. He's obviously done. You never met him, right? Yeah, once. Oh um, wow! But how was that? It, it's yeah, great. You know, he's he's fantastic. You know, he, he really is. And it obviously it remains to be seen how much he admits to knowing, how much he actually knew all of that, and we're we're never we're never going to get a clear picture on that. Um, currently, they seem like they're trying to uh, blame it all on Fabio Paratici, which is a, a, an interesting move. Um, I, you have to applaud everything that the man did. You know, Juve were the worst. I guess, especially for for you guys being North American sports fans, the worst thing you can be is mediocre, right? You either need to be really, really bad or really, really good. Really bad. And when he took over, Juve were just mediocre, so much to the point that people were actually starting to feel sorry for Juve. And that that never sat right with me because you love us or you hate us, right? And it it was awful those few years. When we had, Juve had Claudio Ranieri as the manager and everyone's like, oh, do you remember when Juve used to be good? It's like, fuck off. Yeah. So, right? so, so yeah. building the stadium was a huge... Huge move, obviously, in, in Italy. That was that was a ballsy move. It paid off, especially the first few seasons. We were making, I mean, the, the ticket sales were, were insane. Um, and you mentioned uh, Paratici. So I'm going to read here from one of the many Twitter outlets. Um, so Paratici had strong powers on the market. He could buy up to 25 million euros without quote-unquote permission. From 25 million to 50 million, he needed the signature of Nedved. Between 50 and 75, the okay of Agnelli was required. Uh, for investments over 75 million, the entire board of directors had to say yes or no. So that that's big. That's big. And he moved to Tottenham and kind of took all that, took it out with him. Is he under fire right now? Yeah, definitely so, because... Ultimately, because of his position on the board, he was the one in charge of transfers and player salaries. He was completely in charge of the sporting side of Juve, just like um, uh, Cherubini is now. So, it, it, ultimately, if if there's no... And it's hard to imagine that there is a paper trail from Agnelli to Paratici. That That, to me, is just a... As you said there, he didn't need permission to make those moves. So I, I can't imagine Andre Agnelli putting his signature on anything that was going to get him in trouble. And Fabio Paratici would have had to sign those documents. So, yeah, I think he really is in trouble. It's it's crazy how the Ronaldo sale is, is like a never-ending saga now. Um, he's involved, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah, but this this... This is the real the real issue is this all started with the um, investigation into inflated transfer fees, the Plus Valenza scandal where they were saying that Juve were buying players 
and and selling players, effectively trading players, saying my guy's worth four hundred and fifty thousand, your guy is worth five hundred thousand. You give us fifty thousand. The two players might be worth a hundred thousand each, but both clubs get to to mark down a, a major profit. And in that investigation, a document was uncovered that had a a, a promise to pay Ronaldo um, whatever he was owed in in wages for the um, four months that he went unpaid through COVID. And that's led to this secondary investigation, which is the fact that that Juve have put into their accounts that they didn't pay players for four months. And it turns out, for the, sorry, that they paid players for one month out of four. And allegedly now, allegedly, they did actually pay them off the books for that time, which would mean that money was not uh, subject to tax and that it wasn't listed on the accounts of a company who are traded on the stock exchange. Are we sure the other teams were not doing some, some kind of magic trickery also? Again, this is the issue, isn't it? Is give, give us Inter. Give, give us Inter, please. So <laughs> Inter, Inter, Inter are listed on the stock exchange, but Inter have foreign owners. And as anyone will tell you, the rest of the world has a very different view to how laws work than how Italians believe that laws work. Mm. Whereas the rest of the world think, that's illegal, I won't do that. Italians <laughs> think, I'm going to do that until I don't get away with that. <laughs> I, and there it is. We can end the podcast now. If you, if you needed to know anything about the situation. And if you've ever been to Italy, you know that that goes for traffic I've lights, said- parking meters... I've, I've, I always tell the story how I sent a UPS package to Marquisio because he liked some of our uh, merchandise, TuningGiants.com, by the way, I forgot to mention. Um, and it, it, it took three months for Marquisio to receive a package that I paid extra for to, to, to make sure that it gets there. So bureaucracy and, and, and uh, just the the desire of the the whole nation to do something to to make i mean i don't want to obviously offend the whole the whole nation but you you know what i mean the everybody knows everybody who lives in italy or has ever been to italy knows that that, that that's what uh, the it's law just is a shame like. they're but, doing it at such a level uh, but yeah so it it comes to the the same thing with the plus valenza thing the same thing with calciopoli it was everyone is doing it so is anybody really guilty well yes because when you're listed on the stock exchange you're subject to these to the different regulations and if you've submitted your financial accounts that you didn't pay players for four months, that affects your share price. And then if it turns out you did pay them and you didn't pay tax on it, then you really are in trouble. I, I don't imagine that Juve were the only club who paid their players through COVID. I don't imagine that for one second. Um, are they the only ones uh, who have been caught for it at the moment? And this is, for me, this is where we have to be careful with this because right now, Juve are the only ones being investigated. Juve are the only ones who are guilty. If Calciopoli taught us anything, it's probably that Juve are not by themselves and we might look back on this very differently in five years' time. Uh, you know what? That's uh, that's actually... Sorry, Dash. Uh, no, um, well, uh, you guys will take over. I've been talking the whole time. There's a question from uh, one of our listeners. By the way, please follow us on uh, Twitter at Juve Podcast. Um, so John is asking, why? I know there's there's three questions. Let's just do rapid fire. If you can just explain that to us, why do no news outlets mention that the prosecutors have had their plus Valenza case thrown out of the court three times already, twice this year alone? Uh, first, Milan slash Inter court case, two Juve, uh, etc. won this year and their appeal against the Juve outcome. I don't understand the question. I'm sorry I even brought it up. Yeah, so the, the plus Valenza trial that I mentioned before was about the inflated transfer fees for players and that the prosecutor took that to court. It got thrown out. It went to appeal. It got thrown out. They tried to appeal again and the court of appeal, uh, the court of arbitration just said, no, you've appealed once. It, 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 mm. There is no case. So that case has been completely thrown out. I've written about that in the the first of the two Forbes articles that I did, that that case has been thrown out. So, yeah, there is, there is no case to stand on for that. Um, but it seems like that's still kind of floating around, or at least that's the perception some people are, are making. Yeah, I think because this is, this that case has directly led to this one. I think people keep saying, oh, that could reopen about, but the, this is the same evidence. So there's nothing new. They've not, 
They've not um, received any more information. There's nothing of that. All there is is after they've spoken to these players. Obviously, we saw that um, allegedly, again, allegedly, Matthias De Ligt and uh, Matthias Bichilio showed the, the message from Chiellini to the prosecutor. I mean, I, I get that with De Ligt. He's not there anymore. What De Ciglio is doing, I'm not really sure. Yeah, and it, hold on. Is is is, is De Ciglio snitching? Yeah. Ooh. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Alleg- no. Allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> De Ciglio. So there's, there's the... Um, group text message that Giorgio Chiellini sent to the players telling them we've asked to sign this document, we're going to get paid, don't worry blah blah blah, um, don't mention it in interviews, which I, I don't know, to me the message <sighs> just seems it's so perfectly written, is it? If you were an Inter fan and you wanted to write what Giorgio Chiellini said, that oh would be exactly God. what you wrote. Or, so, or you just paraphrase it so it sounds a lot yeah, more Yeah, but dead. I mean the, the Gazetta have published the, allegedly the full text, so yeah, Adam is Adam is not trying to get sued. He's he's, <laughs> thinking, alleged, he's thinking allegedly anywhere it'll fit. Well, uh, you have past to three see. years. I've said allegedly I love you to my wife three times just so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's Adam, but it's true Adam's though because it changes. Yeah, it, it does, and so yeah, the, and according to Gazetta, Dicilio and Delict are the ones who showed the the Turin prosecutor this text message from Chiellini. So uh, it'd be, it'd be own son, man. I, I, st- I stood by Delict even after he left you, but this, I draw a line at, at screen shooting. And but if you, again, if you get called into the prosecutor's office and he said, what's been happening, what do you know? It's like, well, I suppose you've no, got to say it, right? I, I, I kid around. You don't want to mess around with that, especially if you're Delict. What do you, what do you have? What do you care? You know? and you're, yeah, you're, you're, talking, there, right? you're talking about 21, let's say 23-year-old boys, yeah. men. Uh, they've never dealt with this kind of stuff. I remember the no. first time I've had to deal with emergency services, let's say, just generally speaking, um, anything at that level. And I was probably about that age. I, I was like full compliance. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Just like, here, here you go. Here you go, sir. Here's all your information. Maybe that makes me a bitch. I don't know. But. Allegedly, no, I, heard, I heard Delix say, uh, how much are you offering for this news? And uh, how much is my bonuses for submitting this? Allegedly, yeah. guys. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's, allegedly, that's what Delix said. This is, this is the most, uh, what's the word, l- l- litigious episode we've had since the Ronaldo controversy with the with the sexual assault. I don't know how we did it. But I, it's it's one of the most memorable ones I always bring up with Giovanni. It's like, how did we manage not to piss off a lot of people? We were really uh you know it was it was an eggshell kind of conversation, which is like this one. But yeah, I mean it it sucks. Dash did you did you have a question for Adam? Yeah, no I did. So my I'm curious to get your take on this, Adam, is because so two people that hate Juventus or Agnelli in general, uh Cairo and Latito, actually came out and defended him, which was I would, interesting. yeah, that threw me off. So par- so paraphrasing, <laughs> yeah, no, paraphrasing what Cairo said, allegedly. So Cairo was saying, I don't see the big deal why everyone's going after Juve. Other clubs are doing this as well. And then also Lotito said, uh, this is, again, allegedly, but it's paraphrasing a quote from Lotito. He said, today everyone talks badly about Juventus, but it's one of those clubs that has contributed to the substance of our world. So many people have drunk from the Juventus pond, and it cannot be every evil in Italian football. I don't go into the facts. That is up to investigators. And Yelly, I saw him in the Senate, and I hugged him. He gave me an impression that he was not from the right human point of view. So this this proves that Lotito has a soul. Yeah, it is. It is, absolutely. <laughs> or that he wants to get a big fee for Milinkovic Savage in January. Yeah. Or that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, no, does that, I, when does that, that man ever like, talk shit about us? That sounds like the old boys club ganging together right there, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, please, please not me next. Well, it's what, the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of mm. idea, so... Yeah. Especially yeah. if I did the same things my my enemy did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all this one together. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's They've both gone home glad that they're not on the stock exchange. That's for sure. Yeah, lots or not? No, I don't believe. No, no, <laughs> no. He just owns them outright. That was the problem when Salernitana got promoted, wasn't it? He's the sole owner, and he had two clubs. So he. He sold Salernitana to his brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, and you know, sold and the it to his brother. And the, and the crazy thing too is the price was only ten million, I think. 
It was something yeah. outrageously cheap. That's like yeah. when you give a car away, but you have to put a dollar on the, the transfer. Yeah. yeah. So, so Adam, why do, you, why do you think uh, uh, we joke around, but do you think he's just just protecting his – I mean, he's not really protecting his ass, but he just doesn't want to stir up the waters or something? Yeah, I think probably a little bit of that and a little bit of understanding the importance of – because Lotito is the vice president of Syria, president of Syria, one of those. Uh-huh. Um so uh, he's protecting his product, right? Without Juve, Syria is less than Bundesliga. So you, you know, you don't you don't want another a, a, another scandal to hit Juve because for all of us guys, we've spent so long defending Juve, saying that Calciopoli was a witch hunt and blah blah blah. If this is just Juve, then that taints all of that, doesn't it? You know, it's just another another thing. So, not a, not a good look. Um, how? No. I'm not really embarrassed. Like it's 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 not like we're cheating on the field. That would be a lot worse. Shady stuff goes on all the time. PSG has that reputation of I don't know much about it, but just sponsors money and and all that moving around. I the the money just such a big issue in today's football that I think I think it happens everywhere. Just like you said, just dumb enough to get caught. Thanks, Delict. I know. <laughs> Jeez, man. Stitches get stitches, dude. How about Tashilio? You're not going to throw any shade at him? Tashilio, that's the worst, man. He's still under contract with the club. <laughs> and he's a leg his child. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I have a soundbite for that one. Oh, my goodness. You could just imagine Allegri and Tashilio in training at the Contenasa today or tomorrow. He's just like, you were the chosen one. And Tashilio's like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> No. no, it's no. it's like uh, 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 Agnelli just grabs him by the cheeks, says, "I know it was you, Fredo." How about this for a conspiracy theory? What if Dechilio did what he did so Allegri can now be promoted to the sporting director of the club, so oh, it can be like the oh. Ferguson of you? You've been watching too much Netflix. I'm just saying, <laughs> hey man, Dechilio might have done that. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I can. He's like, no, Riva Benny did not renew my contract. Now it's. Allegri, so I'm definitely getting renewed now. Oh my god! The, that's, uh, watch, that's, worst, watch. that's almost the worst part of all of this for me. Is every time <laughs> I read a story that says Allegri is getting more power, I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> please help. But but speaking of, I, we haven't mentioned Juve, and again, this is the first episode in like three, four weeks. We, I, I personally needed that, so thank you guys for being so patient with us, and uh, uh, welcome back. I didn't really mentioned that we've been uh, away for a while coming back with a bang with mr adam digby here um how 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 are you guys feeling about allegri now that we're kind of left on this cliffhanger in Serie A where we won five or six i'm dash will know how many games we won in a row a bunch of clean sheets and uh allegri is kind of getting his you know, getting his groove on with uh, injuries coming back, people coming back from injuries. Are we are we still Allegri out? Hashtag. Oh, but no. because because you beat Empoli and Bologna without conceding a goal. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, good job. What about okay. the Champions League? You know, like, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't change anything for me. It's like, oh, he, he can get some results together when he's only playing once a week against the crap teams at the bottom of Serie A. Okay, that's never been his problem. We, 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 we beat Inter in Lazio, I think, right? Crap teams. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way no. Adam thinks, guys. No, no. no like, Adam seriously, doesn't. Seriously, though, it's, it's, it's the same thing for me. Like, it, it, it's been proven since the last season that he was here before and this last two seasons. He's just not got it at the highest level. His quality to get results in Serie A, even against the better teams in Serie A, has never been in doubt. He won the league every year that he was here. Last season is the first time that he didn't. He got two Champions League finals, okay. But as soon as you come up against a big team over these last three seasons of Allegri, he just crumbles. And I don't even mean a a big team like a Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich. I mean, if you play a Portuguese team with a little bit of speed or... Mm-hmm. Or, or a Spanish team with some semblance of tactical ideas, he just hasn't got it. It's too negative. You can't, you can't win at that level if you're trying to win one nil all the time. It, it, that's not football anymore. You look at the World Cup and it shows it. You look at the way that uh, how organised a Morocco team can be and go, and go out and get a result. You look at the way that yeah. these smaller teams, Senegal, have got fired into teams and the way they press and the way they push. 
you're not going to sneak out a 1-0 win. You're just not. You have to be able to score goals. And he, he still plays scared. It's still the same. Yeah. 100% agree. And and it's always been my theory. I used to listen to this sportscaster on the radio, and he was always talking about the NFL, how it's uninteresting to him because margin of error is so small. So he his theory was everyone ability-wise is pretty much equal, like unless it's a bottom table team. Um, but it takes a special something like a coach to get that mindset going because I'd be... You look at, like you mentioned Morocco, you mentioned some of these teams. The mindset is just, we are not going down. And there's just something Juve are missing. And Allegri is, that's, that's to me, is his, like, that, that sometimes you need to step out of your strategic mind and just push the boys, like Conte would do that, you know. So it's, <clears throat> how, how solidified is his position now at Juve, do you think? I know it's speculation, obviously. It, but it just seems opinion. like it's much stronger because there's uh. fucking nobody else left. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it is. He's, well, they're calling him uh, Super Max now or Super Coach. Uh, there are all these uh, super, super... No, uh, actually, yeah. this is Fergie, Emiliano, Allegri, guys. But the, the, the thing with that is for... For all people want to talk about, he's he's got more power and all of this. He's still in the same position. There is still Carabini, the sporting director, is still above him. There'll still be a CAO above him. So the everything is still the same as it was, really. He's just the current face of the club because it was Agnelli, Nedved, uh, Arriva Benne and Allegri and there's only Allegri left but the rest of the structure is still the same there will be a new board in, in January and February yeah and I think it's fairly it's fairly tentative as well so they say he has a lot of powers so come January in the market he gets to essentially decide but he's not given much to play with it's basically you can get yourself a new right back if you sell say Weston McKenney. so we're talking 30 million tops that he's working with? I wouldn't even say that because I think if you look at the all the talk about the the new board, it's going to be a lot of um, people with heavy financial backgrounds to come and and fix things before they put a new charismatic figurehead at the the top, I guess, whether that's John Elkan or whoever. Um, somebody is going to come in in the interim to right the ship and steer Juve through all this this nonsense. But So with the books being the mess that they are in, those people are just going to come in and it's going to be a real minimal, uh, minimalistic approach to everything because the last thing you want after that is to have another set of accounts with a, a massive loss. So if anything... It's going to go the other way. Maybe sell a couple of players. I don't know, but it's not going to be heavy investment in the playing side. When oh yeah, you've got six wins. You don't need anybody. You're amazing. Keep going, Max. Yeah. Are you hearing anything about the ultras coming back? Is there any chat about uh, maybe bringing the atmosphere back a little bit, or is it just like not even uh, an issue right now? The, they actually came back just before the break, didn't they? The ultras. Yeah, they did. They, 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 they returned they, they two or three games before the break. They sort of. Did. I hate that we're not allowed the flares and and the visiting oh, yeah. teams are just lighting the stadium on fire, basically. <laughs> that again, that goes to the way that the way that Italy approaches certain things. So the the ultras have issued a statement saying that it was a victory for them that Agnelli is gone, which hmm. is them's is fighting words. Yeah, but in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, you can't blame him. Blame them, you know. Like, like they did get marginalised. They did get pushed out of the stadium. It did turn the stadium into a, a bit of a theatre rather than a, a football stadium. And and I never liked that. I've written about that. I've spoken about that on the podcast. All those things because that's football, isn't it? That's the the reason yeah. that a lot of us fall in love with with the club that we support is because of the way that we see the fans on TV or we see the and fans it- when we go to the stadium. And, and the per- performance on the field that you 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 see the difference now how much that matters to the players as well. Yeah. So then and then what happens is the the Juve fans go through security checks and all of that to get into the stadium, but because of the way that Italian football stadiums are policed, the away supporters just kind of get shepherded in, and whatever you happen to have in your pockets is whatever you happen to have in your pockets. So. <laughs> It, it, they get away with bringing in flares and they'll always bring a drum and all those things. 
<laughs> and that's that's just how Italian football always is. Um, and Juve really stringently police the the home curve, where other clubs choose not to. It's it's, yeah. a, it's a strange move, but again, it was done with the idea of marginalising the ultras and, and taking away their their quote unquote power. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Italy. It's just such a shame that that's the atmosphere we have. Uh, but I'm looking at the new president right now, the current, uh, I guess, just just interim, uh, Gianluca Ferrero. Mm-hmm. Uh, no relation to the, the chocolatier. Darn. Same, same town, uh, though. He, he does look like a single, uh, if, if Santa Claus was single, he has kind eyes, uh, a short white beard, very nice, nice man. Nice thighs to sit on. You don't think after all these years <laughs> oh that uh, <laughs> you don't think after all these years though that they don't swing? Locked up in the North Pole. Come no, on, that, no, Come that on. attitude. He no, gets. Attitude, he yeah. starts traveling around the world all of a sudden one day. Come ho, on, ho, ho, Come ho. on. Hey, he's busy uh, that day, man. Don't be besmirching uh, Santa. <laughs> Not without Adam, allegedly, anyway. So, allegedly, so I, yeah. Um. So let's talk about Del Piero and. All of the names that were that were throwing around, uh, how 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 possible is that? Because I, I'm I'm low key excited. <laughs> You're not, and, low-key. and I don't say and I don't say a word low key a lot. But I'm I really excited. don't know. I, um, I felt really sorry for Del Piero. He was actually on um, on the air. Sports when <laughs> when all this happened. And he was asked directly about if he would. That was get a back bitch move. Well, that was a bitch move it by was, the commentator, it by the really way. It really was. was. Oh. And obviously, Del Piero handled it with absolute class, like always. And, he, he like and, talked and himself since, into a job. <laughs> yeah, he did. You, yeah, know, you know the funny thing about Del Piero being on the air is whenever there's something controversial with Juve, whether it be like a really ugly loss or like the board issue that happened, he's always on the air coincidentally when something terrible happens and he makes that face where he looks at the camera and he's like, yeah. come on, man, why always me? So what you're saying, Dash, is he's always got an alibi because he's on TV. He wasn't here. Yeah. It was Dishino, it wasn't me. Yeah, because it's like, you know, it was funny because, like, the Porto loss that we took to Porto in Portugal, uh, he was, like, guest starring on ESPN or Paramount Plus. And, it, like, he, because they be just called TV him less. in. Yeah, he, they just called him in on TV. And then he's like, they're like, hey, uh, here's a guy that knows Juventus really good, Alessandro Del Piero. You want to talk about that first half? And he's like, I, uh, oh I don't know. I, Porto, they I, press, uh, they take you notice, the ball. You notice start. how much worse his English gets when Juve lose as well. Yeah, <laughs> he's not. A, he, I listen. I love Del Piero. I've met him, and I, I have a funny story to tell you guys in that whole vein. But he's not a really good analyst. I'm. I don't enjoy Del Piero on TV. It's <laughs> nice seeing him. He's not. He doesn't want to be controversial, does he? He's. He's no, just a nice guy. He's too nice to be on TV. He, yeah. So, so, so the Go funny ahead. story is back. Uh, like four years ago, whenever we did the commercial together, we went to L.A. and uh, Los Angeles fan club, organ- Saeed, shout out to Saeed. We organized a, uh, like a whole advertisement with Del Piero, and we had a dinner. I sat next to him for 40 minutes eating dinner. He was, you know, we're just sharing food and stuff. So it was a really intimate experience, and there was a few other fans there. So this guy, this was like three or four days after... Uh, ben- Benatia's foul at the Bernabeu, and and we we're, we're, we're just have like a lighthearted conversation, eating pasta, and they're shooting us for skrill, not the Skrillex. Uh, just, I forget the name of the uh, the online payment company, but whatever, it doesn't matter. And like I'm asking him pineapple on a pizza, we're laughing. He's saying <laughs> no. Uh, I've asked I asked him which shirt he still has in his closet. He said. Uh, the World Cup shirt is still mine. I'll never give it up, blah, blah, blah. And then this dude comes in, and he just straight up grills him. He's like, so what – this Italian guy with a heavy accent is like, so what did you think about the the Buffon controversy? And I'm, like, just, like, giving him the eyes, like, dude, take it easy. And Del Piero is being very diplomatic, and, and he's trying to wiggle out. And the guy keeps pushing and pushing. So – an hour of the dinner that was supposed to be recorded with this fun conversation never saw the light of day because Del Piero clearly said, listen, for five minutes I was talking about Buffon and the controversy and it's like was out of place. So he, he definitely 
cares about his PR. Mm-hmm. So just a little story that Del Piero yeah, definitely, get, definitely. getting caught on live air. It's like uh, it's like this episode of the, the Dave Chappelle show. It's like, what does Ja think about all this? Like, <laughs> leave, <laughs> leave Del Piero alone. Yeah, he's he's not going to go anywhere near it until he knows that they're in the clear either. Let's be honest. Nobody yeah. is. Nobody is. Like I said, it's yeah. going to be Ferrero and, and some faceless white guys, isn't it, until... You know, until so, all the controversy dies down. This is where the whole Arriva Bene leaving kind of intrigues me a little bit because, like, this was under Paratashi's era, so like this Arriva Bene wasn't even anywhere involved in this. So, why did he just like? Why did he step down? Was it that he tried cooking the books to kind of cover it, or because to be honest, I kind of was okay with his approach to certain financial dealings with the club. I didn't have any issues with it with some of the deals that he was doing. So I was a little bit shocked when he handed in his res- resignation as well. I, I I agree. I've really liked the way that he's approached a lot of it. I think the the issue would be that the whole board must have known what was going on, so that everybody has to resign. Of course, um, of course. it's the it's the full and, that, and the issue for Arriva Benne is he's not just the CEO; he's one of the twelve board members as well. So he's actually resigned from the board and given up his voting powers on the board, but he stayed in place as the CEO right now. So he's he's still in the same job, but without the the voting rights on the mm. uh, board meetings. So it, it it just seemed like a political move. The whole board resigning because there was also one of the directors, and I completely forget the name. Um, I wrote about it earlier this week, but they um, removed their name from the the joint resignation letter and said that they knew nothing of what had happened. And upon realizing that they didn't know what was happening, they found their job to be, uh, it would be untenable to continue in their position. And that's why they resigned. Whereas the rest of them said, obviously, because of this issue, we're resigning. Uh, Adam, you mentioned, you mentioned your article. Where can people go to, to read some of your stuff? Because it's, it's awesome. And I feel, uh, I, I like the version, I like the option where I can listen to the, to the article. You drive really, you write really good articles. What's the latest one? Uh, it's on Forbes right now. It's the one that's pinned on my Twitter. So just go there and find it. Um, and if you don't know Adam's Twitter, it's at ADZ77. Uh, one of my favorite accounts. Not not too much, uh, not posting too much, but when you do, it's always uh, it's always something yeah, worth it's, following. It's, it's been hard right now, hasn't it? Like with the World Cup, oh my goodness. no Juve at all. And then the Juve news that there is is not good. Shit. Here we go again. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, th- thank you for this. Go, go ahead, whoever wants. So, to so there's a there's an interesting thing that's going out allegedly is that the club allegedly is in contacts with Beppe Morata <laughs> to allegedly try to poach him away from Inter and bring him back to Juventus because Agnelli is gone. So those two were the main friction point with him leaving and resigning, and uh, apparently they want him to come back. I don't know if it's true or not. I saw it. It was on Twitter a couple of days ago. I haven't heard anything else on there because, I mean, it's crazy. Now people are starting to say that they want Mikel Platini to come in as president of the club. Oh, every yeah. name is being thrown. So every, yeah. everything. So I'm just kind of curious. What do yeah, you guys when think? You, about when you look a little bit dodgy, you absolutely want Michelle Platini coming in to get <laughs> charge, right? Maybe, maybe get Seth Blair as his assistant. I was going to say, uh, is, uh, is the Juve's next game going to be in Qatar? Oh, like, come on. <laughs> oh yeah, I, think, I think it's a, a big part of the problem is that it's again, it's during the World Cup, isn't it? So there isn't actually an Italy and not in the World Cup. So football news is very thin on the ground. Hopefully, Rafael Liao scoring for Portugal tonight gives Gazetta something else to write about this week. <laughs> um, uh, let's, let's bring in what's OJ Simpson doing nowadays, right? <laughs> um, that was a really good segue because uh, Adam mentioned some of the Juve players. Uh, I feel like we've, we've covered... The issue pretty well, right? Anybody? Because uh, I kind of want to discuss the Juve players at the World Cup, and then we'll say bye to our yeah, guests. Yeah, I, I think the, the only thing to say is that, that there's a long way to go with this yet. I think it's far too early to be looking at names for for possible board members or people like Beppe Morata coming back, whatever. I think it's, it's going to be a bit of a long, drawn-out process while Juve either clear their name or, or don't. And, and the, the idea of some big star name coming in is is months and months away yet rather than days and weeks i want to go back to platini it's like uh the 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 journalist who wrote that's like 
Let me let watch me make them believe this shit. Like, <laughs> hey, let's, we let's were choose the worst name. We were doing a live stream and that name dropped in the chat. And Dave and I looked at each other and we're like, seriously? Well, I think it was KB, uh, one of our regulars. He came in and just like completely shot that down. I was like, no, no, will not happen. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. So, oh, so on. World Cup. Uh, by the way, no spoilers about the Portugal game. Uh, thanks to Dash, I already found out the score of Night Shift. Man, I, I had uh, worked the Night Shift. Just woke Te- up. Technically, I, I did not say the you score. Spoil. All right, you didn't spoil. All right, you didn't spoil. <laughs> so, so no mentioning of this uh, Portugal game. But just to run through uh, some of the names, I'm on UVFC.com right now. Weston McKinney really impressed us, didn't he? I think Did Tyler. He? I think Tyler. <laughs> I think Tyler Adams showed him up in the midfield for the U.S. I was, he was uh, okay. I was I, listening to Bill Simmons this morning, and Bill Simmons said that if the goal was thirty feet high, Weston McKennie would be the best player in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't hear. Uh, what did he say? He said if the goal was thirty feet high, Weston McKennie would be the best player in the world. Yeah, I, I can totally see him going to Tottenham. I feel like that's the level. Uh, yeah. that he's achieved. I feel like he'll do great in England as far as PR and, and all that stuff. Yeah. But I was yeah. really impressed. He, he, he was, uh, except the, the whole controversy about him wiping his, sh- his hand on the shirt, it's just so, you could see who the haters and, and, and just yeah. like people who just needed something to bash him for because it, it was such an innocent moment and yeah. everybody that, laughed. And that then, was controversial? Oh yes, yes. I saw. Yeah. Oh my God, these people disrespectful! I cannot believe it. It's just like, dude, just your racism is showing. Calm down. Yeah, I purposely um, didn't bring it up that day because I didn't want to. Yeah, go, go down the toilet. A, it was <laughs> such like, a not a. I saw it on the Instagram, and I'm like sitting there. I'm like, dude, who cares? Like, do people not understand that the pitch is ridiculously wet, and you can't get a good throw in? So players dry their hands off. It's normal. And it just it was a, such a throwaway moment, and people jumped on it. Oh, uh, but I, I I love the way and and probably top five haircuts in the World Cup. This World Cup wasn't really flashy, is it? There's no like, there's, there's no. no moments that we'll uh, remember we're only, this World Cup. We're only at the quarterfinals yet. Don't forget, Ronaldo didn't break out that stupid haircut in 02 until quite far <laughs> in. There's time. There's time. Yeah, I think. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, I think. I think this World Cup will be remembered for like the the games and the and the underdogs and stuff like that. Um, what do you guys think about Bremer, Danilo, and Alexandro, who are obviously still in the World Cup? I thought Bremer was really good the other day. Yeah, I thought so yeah. too as well. Um, really Danilo, Danilo and Sandro. I mean, Sandro actually was in the group stages like two matches, man of the match for Brazil. And again, I'm not trying to get on the Sandro, let's go train for him. But uh, I mean, for him, it's better because then a team will actually offer him something and get yeah, him off, he's, get him off he's, her hand. He seemed to play quite well. And unlike... Um, Jao Cancelo, who everyone tells me is the greatest fullback in the history of the universe, who got dropped today. Yeah, him and Ronaldo both were benched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ronaldo kind of makes me smile, but seeing Jao Cancelo <laughs> on the bench is hilarious because, according to Twitter, he's just the greatest fullback ever, and Juve's biggest mistake is selling him. Apparently. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is like I've always made that argument that it's for some reason I don't know why people are like crazy about him and Trent Alexander-Arnold, where like you can see that both of them can't defend to save their lives. Well, Trent Trent doesn't even play at fullback; he just happens to kind of fit into that niche yeah. if you draw Liverpool's formation down as 4-3-3, which they absolutely do not play ever. But because that's how people have always drawn up formations, he's a right-back, so he has to be able to defend. And Klopp goes on TV and says, I don't ask him to play there, it's not his job. And people say, well, yeah, but he can't defend. It's like, his manager just told you he's not asking <laughs> him to defend. It's like someone having a pop at me over the quality of the sound on this podcast. It's like, dude, that's not my job. What are you I'm trying to gonna... say about the quality of her? No, I'm, <laughs> saying I'm saying it's somebody else's job, man. Yeah, but I mean, hey, it's, 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 stop it's, talking about Portugal. Yeah, we can't talk about Portugal. He's gone. <laughs> we're, we're just talking right, about the, right. we're just talking about the starting lineup. So yeah. Oh, I see. I, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's technically not a spoiler. Uh, what, I, what else did I want to so bring Danilo, up? And Danilo has been Danilo has been all right. Yeah. Just yeah. to cover out okay. those last three. Is he, I'm, is I'm he glad, back I'm glad from he's... the ankle sprain? Is he fully uh, yeah, he played. Okay. Yeah, he played, he played yesterday. I, li- I like Danilo. I know people 
He's a solid right back. He does his job. He can pass the ball. He's a good leader. Shut up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right, good, um, if we had two fullbacks like that, we'd be in a good place. No, for sure. Well, we got uh, Deshilio, who's about to be promoted to president. So, uh, yeah, Deshilio, CEO. It's uh, Deshilio uh, when he plays on the left. Yeah, but he might get um, deported to Qatar first. <laughs> so, um, uh, Paredes not really shining for Argentina. Oh. Kind of lost his uh, start starting spot. Yeah, but uh, like I was looking at that in the first few games, he was basically their only midfielder. It's like, what 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 do you yeah. want him to do? You know, he was playing with the. Uh, Di Maria and um, Rodrigo de Paul as a midfield three. It's like, well, only one of those is a midfielder. You know, yeah, I, I think, Argentina I think has a their, weird... their lineup is, is so yeah. bad. And it's that whole, I know people don't like it, but it's the whole, it's messy and friends, isn't it? You know, it is. if, if he likes you and your face fits, you get to play. And if you don't, then you don't. And yeah. Because allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, I think I think Lionel Scaloni. No, I don't even need an allegedly for that. <laughs> like, I, I I really do think that Lionel Scaloni doesn't even know what the hell he's doing with Argentina. Like, I, I don't understand why people are buying this Argentina stock ridiculously. Like, no, I'm no. I'm sorry, I just they they scraped by Mexico and then they scraped by Poland. Like, I mean, yeah, they won two yeah. zero, but like the goal that Messi scored against Ochoa. That was disgusting on Ochoa. Like, how do you not cover that corner? That ball was rolling yeah. and it rolls past him. Like, uh, and you know, people will come at me and be like, "Oh, this guy's bad mouthing Messi." I'm, I'm just being honest here. Like, if you're on the field and you're watching that shot, like if that goes by you, you're like, really? Well, right, right now, you, right now, just like Adam said, it's Messi and Co. Uh, but as far as Brazil, I mean, they're they're all in. They're firing yeah. all cylinders. I want Messi to win the World Cup. Before the World Cup, I said I don't want Neymar to be the world champion, but um, it, it's it certainly looks like they're they're the team to beat right now. They've, they've played every player in their squad as well. Yeah. Oh wow! Every single one already. They subbed on their third choice keeper yesterday. Oh my for ten, God. For ten nice. minutes, just good like get everybody going. I like that. You know, I think that's really good management. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think it's. I think that's excellent because it must be hard. You know. You got uh, hard, like first world problems, whatever. But well, Mancini mentioned that uh, with his yeah. time in Italy, that because he missed uh, playing, like actually going on the pitch for Italy, that when he became the coach for Italy, he like this past Euros, he made a point mm -hmm. of playing as much as he can. Everyone, yeah. Well, um, Jamie Carragher retired from international football after one because I think he went to two or three tournaments in a row and never got on the field. It didn't occur to him to actually get better at football, but <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, or or being an analyst. Yeah, yeah. He, he he retired because from international football because he didn't want to be selected and go to a tournament and not play. It, it must be really difficult because you're putting in all that effort, you don't get to play, you, you're yeah. stuck in the hotel, all those things. It's it's hard, and I, I think fair play to Brazil. You know, it's it's good, and I think. Brazil have that history, don't they, of, of doing really well when the World Cup's in in new places or strange places. They won Asia. the first time it went to Mexico. Yeah. They won in Korea. They won in South Africa. Uh, not South Africa. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, USA. US. USA yeah. Nightfall. That's right. That's right. So, huh, that's, a, that's a good point. I, yeah. We should... We should totally do a World Cup episode. Now that not that we're back, I've, I've had a really busy, uh, you know, the whole period, but... I'm down to do a World Cup. I'm, I've been enjoying the crap out of this. Well, until oh. Messi goes out, it'll be much more fun. <laughs> I know. Uh -huh. That's going to be the best show ever. The internet's going to explode. I'm going to say, oh, hey, hey, let's do a quick prediction, guys. What's going to be the excuse when Argentina loses? Messi doesn't have enough pieces or Messi's 36? It's always Higuain's I heard a great stat today that Messi and Ronaldo have one World Cup knockout goal between them. And I just thought yeah, that's oh incredible. They, yeah. they must have like 1,500 goals between the two of them. <laughs> yeah. And, and they've got wow. one World Cup knockout goal. And that's for Messi. And that was for well, Messi like yeah. two days ago. Yep. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think Chesney is the best Juve performer in this World Cup, right? Can we agree? You don't want to know how yeah. bad the story is already. Yeah, he's the <laughs> only reason Poland made it out of the group. I'm just going to say. Yeah. He's yeah, the only sure. reason yeah. they made it through. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of teams you could not watch, man, Poland is just like, oh. uh, I saw a meme 
the uh, the the goalie side was I hope we hope Chesney saves this and the last part the final third was like I hope Lewandowski gets the ball and like nothing in the middle uh, which is a shame yeah. that's always, that is pretty always... much the team though and yeah, yeah. For sure really Rabio starting starting player for France Rabio's uh, done good yeah a lot, a lot of talk. A lot of yeah, exactly. A lot of talk that he's performing well because you know he's probably not going to be at Juve next year. I wish Vlaovic would score more. Uh, I actually haven't seen his goal. I missed that that no, game. He's not playing he's, too uh, much either. He's, been, no. he's been allegedly scoring with the third goalkeeper's wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Saw that. Yeah, saw always that. nasty. Yeah, that's that's kind um, of nonsense though. Who else is me? Milik, and uh, I think we've covered everything, boys. Uh, Di Maria again. She's just. A, Guy gets the ball, he's injured right away. I don't see his Juve career really uh, going further than maybe. You guys this think he's next done season. in January? You guys think he's done after January? He's going to force a move to Rosario or something? I hope so. I hope so. He's not bringing much to to the table, to be honest. What do, what do you think, Adam? He, he's, okay. the, sorry. He, he's, he's a backup to Vlaovic, isn't he? He's, he's been forced into the lineup because of so many injuries and it started scoring goals. So, like, we just carried on rolling with it. I think Kiers are coming back to full fitness. I think he's going to find it hard to uh, to fit in. I do, I do like the the Americanism of contract year Rabiot, though. I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only it's hey. the only logical answer that we could think of, man. Because we we've yeah. been covering the past the games up until the break, and Dave and I are just sitting there like, what the hell, man? Like, the only thing we can think of is is it's, it's a contract year. But you just, just sign him to a one year deal every year. Put this I don't know. Right. Yes, we'll pay you how much your mum wants. But franchise tag. Franchise yeah, tag. Franchise the NFL do. <laughs> I, I like Robbie. I, I always said he, he definitely got the run of the. Yes. yes. There it is right there. <laughs> but, you know, speaking uh, of uh, France, because we didn't cover him, because we covered Argentina and Brazil, would you guys buy the French stock to go all the way? No. Nah. I, like, I think they'll make it to the semis. I think Mbappe is just. Just oh yeah, such they're a, such a weapon because he it, is. Yeah, that front three guys like Giroud is essentially the best target man in the tournament right now with being able to trap the ball, play it through the wings. Because both of their wings are it's Mbappe and Griezmann. Like I mean, yeah. both of them are short with pace and have really good finishing shots or curlers. And then it's like behind them you have Chuameni, you have uh, Rabiot that's on fire, and then you have contract uh, year Rabiot. Yeah, contract year (laughs) Rabiot, and then you have Kamavinga as well, and then you also have Theo Hernandez coming up as well from the left side too. Yeah, like that. I mean, like you know, I'm not crazy about France or anything like that, but damn man, like that team is is pretty good. I think though the only team that could really that has like the depth and everything is Portugal. I'm not going to go into the game at all for spoilers or anything like that for, uh, for HUD, but uh, their depth is insane, man. Like I think Portugal yeah. um, coming up. I've, until heard, the, I've heard shouts that they will win. I've heard that. Cause they like, got the best depth, which is, cause, yeah. Critical. Cause, cause I look think, at their, I think England are going to give France some trouble though. I, I really think do. So. I couldn't I agree really with do. that. If England actually plays with pace and attacks. When is that yeah. game? Cause I want to, ca- I want to go to a for this one. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. My problem, yeah. my my reservation. going day drinking. <laughs> England doesn't do well against big teams. They win so many games against these small teams. I was so mad that they got Senegal for the knockout rounds. It's like, are you yeah, kidding me? They got another easy well. one. It was a tough game as well. Yeah, but I think yeah. I think the way that the way that England set up and the way that Southgate's been really smart all through. I think you look at that and we talk about how good France are and all that and like. You're just saying about Teo Hernandez and Mbappe on the left. You can get at that because the, neither of those players is going to do anything defensively. If you have anybody on the right-hand side with any sort of attacking intent, I mean, we've seen, as Juve fans, we've seen Chiesa rip Teo Hernandez to pieces, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I, this is true. But would Sterling, you know, would Sterling be able to go at him? Or Sterling, who would go at him? Well, or will he be able to stay on his feet down the hole? The players... Foden and Saka on the wings the last game, so it'd be interesting I could, to see I could which see, way we go. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think, see I think there's problems there. Yeah, I could I, definitely see Saka giving them because Saka's definitely got pace. He's got the control. Foden as well on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. I think they could. I, I just I wonder. The question is, is how how does England handle 
Mbappe. Is it, yeah, you know, I mean, that, that, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like when we in the past when we're talking about Messi or Ronaldo, the, the fact you can turn a game single handedly, Mbappe can do that as well. Yeah, it's know? insane. Like, I remember how he skinned Gatti alive that game against yeah. PSG where he nutmegged him and then absolutely just blew right by him and then scored. And I'm just like, yeah. you know, I'm sitting there and I'm telling Dave because we're doing a watch along and I'm like, he absolutely just bent this poor man over and just went right through him. Like it was mm-hmm. no allegedly. difficulty. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. It was it was consensual. It was consensual. Yeah. Um yeah, Mbappe is one of those guys, they will they will supply the balls to him until he scores. He's not he's a he's one of those guys that is just Yeah, I think the the other thing I would going. say the other thing I would say on France is they're the holders, and that sometimes goes against you because you're not as as hungry as another team. And if it starts to go a little bit around, someone we won it last time. I, you know, I, I think, I have, not that I anyone gives up, kind of but problem. I think I think you have a little bit less hunger than yeah. than when you've not won. And we don't you know, know if any of that drama is carrying over from a couple summers ago either. That's uh, kind of like drama, right? Yeah, but especially in the French camp, it seems. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why I mean yeah. it with France. There's allegedly. Okay. There's yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, Pogba isn't allegedly there with the alleged drama and the yeah, alleged. No. But Mama Rabio well, is. I was just going to say, <laughs> what if they have an open day and like players' parents come tomorrow? We might have a whole different story. <laughs> we'll have a bunch of articles swinging. Yeah. yeah. Boys, I I am not lying when I say this was one of my favorite episodes. Um, like I said, it, sometimes you just got to take a break in this life and. I just went into a hole and and try to take care of mental state and family and everything. But I am Good so glad you, we're back. What's that? Good for you. People, more people Thanks. need to do that. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's just sometimes life gets too much. You just got to take care of your stuff. Um, thank you guys for joining me, Adam. Dude, honestly, I'm not even lying when I say whenever we have you on, there's so much information and fun to go along with it. I'm glad we could share a laugh. Dave and Dash, you guys are so awesome for continuing such hard work on YouTube. Please check out our YouTube channel, Turin Giants. Uh, the boys are working tirelessly for you and um, definitely getting some traction. I, let's do like 30 seconds on, you, you know, how, how well we've been doing as far as numbers and then we'll say bye. And uh, I just wanted to shout you guys out for your YouTube endeavors. You guys, Dash, you guys have the watch-alongs? We yeah, had a couple, so, yeah. Yeah, so here's here's the thing that we've been doing, guys. So we do Juve match watch-alongs. We do pre-game shows, post-game shows, breaking news shows, if there's anything crazy that breaks down that we need to get on live and talk about. Call-in shows where we have a bunch of the viewers call in, talk in, state their piece, uh, debate, or anything like that. And no one's doing that one, as far as I know, right? No, we so actually if do. You're, if you're a listener yeah. who, who wants to do that, please j- join the boys. That's so fun. Yeah, we get yeah. them on once in a while. Yeah, because we do, we do get a lot of people on our, on our YouTube for the call-ins mostly they're in agreement with us there isn't really one time where someone comes up and says hey dave and dash you guys suck and i'm here to tell you why um we don't get that that that's an opening for somebody right there (laughs) please please somebody put dash in his place but uh so like we've got that so we've got that going on we do watch alongs i am like four for four on certain goal predictions that dave will not admit whatsoever um if I was a betting man, I should have bet on Moisey Keen, damn it. But uh, anyways. Uh, Dash, Dash has his little segment, which uh, do. he does a tactical breakdown. Uh, I know pe- some people love tactics and formations, and that's your that's your time to nerd out with with Dash. He's an yeah. excellent coach in real life as well. So yeah. um, New episodes coming shortly. I just have to finalize my script, yeah. guys. And, so. and speaking well, of nerds, we're going to get more into the FIFA stuff here over the holidays when we have more time to hang out in our pajamas and play video games. Yeah. Sounds fun. You guys wear pants? No. It's torso above, guys, right? You guys wear pants? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, Adam, again, follow him on Twitter at ADZ77, especially right now with uh, so much stuff going on. There should be an account you trust and, and the person that actually brings you legit news because we have a real-life, legit uh, journalist on, so well, uh, please follow him. What's that? Is he coming on next? 
<laughs> no, it is, it is in fact you, sir. Uh, boys, thank you. Episode number 205, Turing Giants podcast. Uh, Dave, one last thing. What's the code to get the 10% off on TuringGiants.com? That is TG1000, and it's taken across the bottom right now if there you are watching on YouTube. so And if you're listening, TG1000 at checkout, and you get 10% off on TuringGiants.com. Uh, boys, love you. Stay hydrated. Check on your friends and Forza Juve.